Welcome back to The Shelf Oddities. I'm Serafina. And I'm Mary. And Serafina, what oddity are you feeling like this week? The oddity I'm feeling like this week is a thimble that Victorians used to hide in birthday cakes as tradition, and whoever found it has the luck of the year. That's oh. how I'm feeling, because today is Erie's little birthday bonanza. What oddity are you feeling like today, birthday girl? I am feeling like a porcelain doll that someone oh. took the head off of, right, oh. and put a possum head on top of it. That makes perfect sense for you and also i would like to start off apologizing for calling you birthday girl when i should have said birthday creature we all know the situation here um i hope that you can take my penance um and forgive me for that you're for you're forgiven so how are you feeling about your birthday i am feeling excited i love my birthday i know there's like people are 50 50 right where some people really like their birthday and some people don't like their birthday i love my birthday because i I hate the holidays so i just turned my birthday (laughs) into a whole other holiday and this year my birthday is on a thursday which means that it is the day before friday the 13th which is basically a second halloween yeah, that's magical and mystical and wonderful in all the ways that you deserve, especially for your birthday. So, update and announcement, because her birthday is Friday the 13th, well, it, I mean, it is Friday the 13th, let's not <laughs> pretend, um, because her birthday is right before then, we are actually going to be taking the weekend off, which means we will not be getting an episode next week, because I want to let uh, our birthday creature celebrate her weekend in peace. Thank you, I appreciate that. So we will see you um, in, I guess, two weeks after you listen to this episode. But today, we are going to go ahead and do a little bit of an interview with our dearest Erie here. Before we do that, though, I kind of wanted to share a memory that I have with you. Because on birthdays, I just think it's, you want to celebrate that person and what they mean to you and all of that good stuff. And it's not even like a crazy memory or something super funny. It was just something I was thinking about earlier, which was the first time I realized like that you were my person or like one of my people, um, which was like, it was so like looking back on it, it's like so insignificant, but that's like to me, the things that are significant in a way. So We don't really talk about ourselves a lot on this pod. I mean, we talk about, like, what we're doing that week and stuff like that. But we don't really talk about how we became friends or, you know, how long we've been friends or whatever. We don't talk about that kind of stuff often. So this was back, um, I guess, like, 11 years ago, realistically. Because we were were 16 at the time. And um, I had my license and you didn't. Yep. Right? And... Um, we, it was before we started LARPing and you had wanted to go to a little like costume shop somewhere Mm. and I had to like pick you up at your house and then we had to go. And I remember driving up to your house and walking in the front door because we'd already been friends for a little bit at this time. So like your family knew me. So it wasn't like super weird. And I walked in and you know. Your grandma was there, and she was like, oh, Sarah, it's so nice to see you, you know, being sweet as she always was. And your uncle was like, if you two kids don't behave, you know, how he always did his little, like, because we were such, like, scallywags out here um, making so much chaos. Going to a costume shop, really, just. (laughs) Yeah, basically. And then he ended up giving us, like, I don't know. I mean, things are so much cheaper then, which makes us sound so much older. But he was like, he gave us like $5 and was like, here's here's for your monsters. Have a good day or something like that. Yeah. Like he was just whatever. And, um, and you like popped out of your room and you were like so ready to go because like you just were so excited to LARP and like you had this character already in mind. And I had no idea what the hell I was doing. Like I didn't know anything about LARPing or like I grew up on Lord of the Rings and like stuff like that, but I didn't grow up with nerds. So I was very isolated and didn't have a super nerdy influence in my life. And you were just this huge nerdy uh, tsunami that was just like coming straight for me. And I was like, all right, like, let's go. And like, so we like, I just remember the only thing I have such a bad memory because of like the trauma that like all of those years I very much blocked out. (laughs) But I strictly remember like us getting into the car 
and it being like sunny I literally like I can see this picture of like us sitting in my truck which was like a bench seat right there's only two seats in this mug and like we're sitting there and we're pooling off and like we're just like having so much fun and like you're just hitting me with like all these things you're looking for and like at that point this is how old we are uh and my truck was older than me I had that like a uh, cassette tape that had the audio jack on yep. it that you would play <laughs> and you like hook your phone up and I am I don't I don't want to say that I know exactly what song is it was because time is a cruel mistress, but it was something along the lines of like Fallout Boy or like whatever sure, was going on yeah. at that moment, and like I just remember like the journey of like setting off, knowing like we were taking on this new challenge, and I was like, and I felt safe in it, and that was like the first time I had felt safe in a minute, and like just like so excited for a new challenge, and I just feel like that's like our entire friendship, yeah, is like. I don't know what the fuck is going on, but she kind of has a plan, and I got the car, and we're going to go grab some monsters and, like, do the damn thing. And I just feel like if that... I don't know. I was just thinking about it earlier, and I was like, it's so crazy that 11 years ago or whatever, I was sitting there being like, this is the person. This is the person I can take on challenges with. And, and like, look at us now. We're doing it. We're still doing That's every it's challenge so we do. One of us is like, uh, okay, I don't know what's happening, but right. we're in this journey together. We're, we're, we got each other. And that's, that's what we got right now. Yep. So I just, um, I hope if our listeners don't have that kind of person, they find that kind of person or they just join us because... We always got our people. We I do. think that that's a lot about who we are. It's just having our people and having fun doing some dumb shit. Always. Which is, you know, what else are we here on this planet to do? <laughs> so let's move in to our interview. Uh, I've never interviewed a person before, so we'll see how this goes. But we both have hopes and dreams for interviewing people on the pod in the future. So I figured why not start with a very interesting creature right here in front of us. So let's start off with, you've already said you like your birthday. I love my birthday. You've changed it into a holiday of its own. I have. So my question for you, first and foremost, is when did you start taking pride in being a Capricorn? Oh, that is a great question. Um, I mean, I didn't get into astrology until probably like, you know, middle school, uh, teenage time. Mm -hmm. Um, But I have always been such a Capricorn. Like, I am the definition of a Capricorn. Textbook. Like, through and through. Um, But, like, the older I get, the more that I take pride in the traits that people kind of like look at Capricorns negatively about like they're Mm. like oh they're ice queens they're boring they like (laughs) is is what everyone says they're like they're hard workers but like they only work and I'm like no I mean I'm definitely a hard worker Um, I always say that I have two personalities like work eerie and home eerie and they're Mm -hmm. like two completely different people which is definitely true Um, but I would like to say that I have more flavor and substance than <laughs> just <laughs> someone who works really hard. Um, but yeah, the older I get, the more I'm like, that's actually a very good trait to have, like being a hard worker. Also, they're like Capricorns are greedy, and I'm like, damn right, get that bag. Like, <laughs> I think it's more like dedicated. Yeah. Instead of like, like you're hardworking because you're dedicated to what you're doing. Because you tend to like jump like all ten toes in. True. Yeah. And like. Are you greedy? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either, but I was also grew up, like, really poor. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) So it's, like, a different... I think I have... It is a different type. Yeah, I have, like, a different background, which kind of helps with that. Does that mean that, like, I'm, you know, still doing the grind? Absolutely. Um, 100%. But I I 100% invest in the grind, for sure. But I do try to make sure that, like, I'm still... I'm not completely icy. There there is some emotion under here. (laughs) And also, there ain't nothing wrong with being icy. I don't think so. And that's going from an Aries. But that's why we work, because, like, I'm just melting that ice all the time, you know? (laughs) And you're cooling me down. It just works out. Yeah, you know, we're grounding a little. Yeah, for both of us, it works out pretty well. Um, Did you have any birthday gifts as a kid that you still remember that, like, sticks with you or that you wish you would have gotten, either or? Oh, that's a great question as well. Um, I will say, I don't think I've talked about this on the podcast because it's so funny because everyone knows me as like this really goth, dark person. Um, but I've been obsessed with unicorns since I mm. was like five. 
I still mm-hmm. am. Um, I have a lot of unicorn merch, surprisingly, for someone who's like <laughs> a complete gothic aesthetic. Um, but my mama got me like these huge unicorn stuffed animals when I was a kid, and I would get them for birthdays and I would get them for Christmas. Mm. Um, and then she also was really into ceramics. And she painted me a big unicorn uh, ceramic piece for one of my birthdays, and I will covet that that piece forever because it's something that you know she hand painted and fired in her kiln, and like it has a lot of sentimental value. I do still have it. I will take pictures of it too, so we can post it. Um, it's like I have a bookshelf of all of this oddity stuff in these like occult books, and like <laughs> nestled in there is a unicorn. That's <laughs> amazing. Unicorn. Um, so yeah, that's. Probably one of my favorite gifts. Um, I get when, that. Like, I was a kid. That's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it's super that special. Is really cool. I think it's funny. Um, we were just at a one-year-old's birthday party, and it was a good party. We had a lot of fun. But I mean, not that you remember anything when you're one at all. But every time I ask somebody that question about, you know, what was their favorite gift as a kid, it's always something sentimental. Yeah. Like your kids don't care if you throw them a huge party with 5,000 gifts. Sure. Your kids care that like you love them enough to like create something for them. Yeah. So that's really sweet. That's, that is a really cool piece to still mm-hmm. have. Um, and let's move away from some birthday stuff. I'm getting sick of it. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not. Let's go. Let's go. Um, what do you think was the most formative piece of the internet for you? Oh, like a meme or like a like a De- game or dealer's anything? choice, whatever. Dealer's choice. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna have to say World of Warcraft, which I yeah. know I've mentioned a couple times, but I started playing World of Warcraft when I was 13, um, and in that time of my life, I did not have any stability. Everything mm-hmm. was chaotic. Everything was crazy, and. Azeroth in World of Warcraft has been the only steady, static thing that I have had. And I'm still playing now. I'm going to be 28, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm still playing now. I've been playing that game for almost 15 years, um, which is crazy to think about. But uh, the friendships that I made, the relationships that I formed... Um, have been so fundamental for me as a person. I don't think I would have been able to get past my social anxiety um, without that game because I helped like run raiding guilds where you have to talk to 19 other people all the time. Right. Um, I've had to meet new people and talk to new people I've never talked to before and it, it really helped. And then the friendships and relationships I've made, those people, I still talk to people that I met when I was 13. Yeah. Um, I still meet new people that I, you know, I've made really solid friendships that have lasted me a lifetime and will continue to last me. And it's just really changed me as a person and I feel very fortunate that I've had that. Yeah, it is a great connector. Yes. Which is kind of funny because we grew up in the same neighborhood, but we didn't really meet each other until we were later into our teens. And World of Warcraft was what brought us together. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of the day, which is so weird because you started playing when you were 13 and I started playing four months before I met you mm-hmm. probably so like what is that we pro- we met when I was 16 so I was like 15 and a half when I had started playing World of Warcraft and then all of a sudden here I am meeting my best friend who lives three streets over who's been playing this for the whole time like I, I had never met you which is probably why we never met because I was inside playing World <laughs> <Yeah>. of Warcraft <laughs> but yeah it's, it's probably accurate um and I mean I've met a bunch of your friends through World mm-hmm. of Warcraft. I have yep. friends that I I met through there. So yeah, I definitely think uh, having an MMO that was relatively stable at that time was definitely a, an interesting yep. piece of our puzzle. Was there a celebrity that you really attached to as a young kid that's still with you or inspiring you today? Yeah, so I would say a celebrity um, that was really formative for me was Felicia Day, funnily enough. Yes. Um, I've been obsessed with Felicia Day for a very long time. Yeah. Um, I think that she has done incredible work. <laughs> um, I agree. Her book that came out a few years ago was amazing. Absolutely incredible. Um, I just remember watching the show The Guild when yeah. it was like first coming out. And that is one of my comfort shows. I watch it all the time. Um, and that just being so formative because of how much I felt like 
like Codex and yeah. how I felt so similar with like you know the people I was playing with in my guild. Um, so I've always like followed her career and like watched her content, and I just I just really appreciate her. She's it's fun. We talk about this sometimes when we talk about Zach Baggins. Ironically enough, it's fun when you see someone who's still awkward. In yes. their, and being in their awkwardness and mm-hmm. being successful in their awkwardness yeah. because I feel like I'm awkward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and if they can do it, I can do it, right? Ain't nothing stopping me, for <laughs> right. sure. Yeah. I remember the first time you showed me the guild and it felt like um, like a song that I had known the lyrics to for a really long time kind of scenario. <laughs> like it just yeah. felt like, oh, I know this. Um, and then we watched, I think the first two seasons had come up at that point mm-hmm. and we literally spent like an entire night like basically sitting on your floor just watching the guild <laughs> and that definitely was super formative so i mean truthfully uh do you want to date my avatar is uh, A still it just still plays on one of those tabs in my brain at all times. if money wasn't a factor where would you want to live we're going with Massachusetts, baby. Yeah. I think, I think you know that. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think our oddlings know that, too. I just love it. Every time I go there, I feel more like, wow, I should just be here all the time. Mm-hmm. I don't know that I would want to live in Salem proper, but I Mm-mm. do I, I do think I would want to be like close enough that I could visit very frequently. I get it's that. just one of those places where, like... You can be weird, and people don't look at you weird for being weird. Like, I didn't think any day we were there, I never felt like I was an outcast. Yeah. It felt like I was where I, I was supposed that. to be with people who are like me, and it's just a really cool feeling that we don't get to have very often. No, I definitely get that. That's the whole reason that I'm afraid to go to Scotland. Oh, yeah, Because I if that. I go, I'm not coming back. Like, that's <laughs> definitely how I feel. Um, but I definitely get that with Salem. When I remember we were planning our trip, and I said to you, I'm going to take two steps in here and never want to leave. Mm-hmm. And you're like, yeah, that's definitely what's going to happen to you. Mm-hmm. And uh, I agree. I definitely think that um, we always make jokes about, like, oh, that podcast money. Like, there's none, <laughs> there right? But none. but if there were, it's always like, and we're definitely going to be buying five acres in Massachusetts. <laughs> like, that's always. So, like, I, I thought that was going to be the answer to the question. But then you, I, if money's not a factor, you could have been, like, Mars. Yeah. Not Mars, but, like, I'm put me on Jupiter. I'm chilling. Like, I also wouldn't be anti-Ireland or Scotland either yeah. because I do feel like, like I agree with you. I've never been, but mm-hmm. um, we both love Lord of the Rings yeah. <laughs> so much, so much. I feel at home. Um, yeah. In in that universe and like to be fair, somewhere. that's definitely New Zealand. But go off. Yeah, yeah. But you know what I mean. It's like well, because they take New Zealand and make it rainy. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, also I add New Zealand to those three. But it's Fuck like no. anything that feels like a fantasy universe. You know what I mean? Yes. Like a different, yeah, I just yeah. want to be a Hobbit. Okay, and that's not like an mm-hmm. option. So the closest I can get to that is really yeah. what I'm going for. I get that. I feel like, um, I feel like for me, it's like an ancestral thing. Like, I feel like going to Scotland would be like, hey, you're home, and like leaving is gonna make you homesick for this place. I feel that. I feel that. So, like, I desperately want to go, and I'm completely afraid of going at the same time. (laughs) The effects that will happen afterwards. Yeah. Yeah, it's a little nerve wracking. Um, Now we're gonna head to a serious question. Ooh, okay. Where were you on January sixth, twenty twenty one? January 6th, where was I? I have no fucking clue. Come on, Yuri. <laughs> it's not serious. Where were you on January 6th? At home? What day That's of the, week the Capitol that riot. It's I know, the but I riot. actually don't know where I was. Guys, I caught her. I ask everybody that. That's where so were you funny. on January 6th? What day of the week was that on? On Tuesday. On a Tuesday? I, was probably, I think. It was probably work. Isn't it weird we're recording this, like, uh, two years after that? That is very weird. Yeah. Yeah, you were at work. Yeah, I was at work. I I wasn't. Because it was January, so I had the time off. So I got to sit in real time and watch watch it come out. Yeah, it was rough. Um, I'm... It was a Wednesday. So you're still at work. I'm still at work. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. All right, guys, we didn't get her. Sorry, I thought I had caught one. No, I'm a Capricorn, so... (laughs) What the fuck does that mean? I was at work. Oh, okay. I thought you meant, like, I'm not a Republican. I mean, I'm I'm not. I was like, what? All right, sorry. Um, What is one horror movie you could watch over and over again? 
if the answer to that is Scream, because I already watch it over and over and over again. Also, I yeah. now own all of the movies in that series, because there Do was you? just, like, a couple days where I was, like, time to binge-watch every Scream movie ever made. Um, But the original one is definitely my favorite, and I do watch that movie at least once a week. That's not even a lie. (laughs) Has anything else been a lie up to this point? You should question it. Oh, shit. Guys, we did get her on January 6th, I'm telling you. (laughs) Um, Okay. Which Rob Zombie creation resonates with you the most? Oh, God. That is such a crazy question. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like you have his movies, you have his music. I know. Um, He has such a catalog. He literally, and he's so... He's so fucking cool. I think I gush about Rob Zombie for at least five minutes every time we talk about any, anything on the pod. Um, it's because he's a Capricorn. Hello. Yeah, we have the same birthday twin. Grind don't dude. stop. Grind don't stop. Happy birthday to Rob Zombie. Yeah, happy birthday, Rob Zombie. We should have started homie. the pod out with that. Anyway, um, it's I appreciate his horror stuff so much. He's done so much um, for the you know horror movie community i don't know that's what you want to call it um but if i'm gonna talk about a piece of media that's like impacted me forever it's like his music career for sure dragula is Mm. like my mom listened to that shit when i was a kid like my mom was a we listened to you know alternative rock and like rock music in the car type lady Mm -hmm. um and hearing you know like dragula for the first time i think i'll remember that for like ever because it's you know just one of those things where you're like this is it this is like this shit this is me this is Mm. me in a song and like living dead girl um that's yeah yeah that's the one i'm most familiar with yeah so um but i appreciate his movie career house of a thousand corpses is really good um I have no complaints about anything he does ever, other than the <laughs> monster movie, but we're not going to talk about that. Well, um, yeah. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen, and I'll continue to obsess over him. But yeah, probably <laughs> his music career first, because that's what I knew him um, better as, and then once I started getting into horror, I was like, oh shit, Like he's actually like really in it. Like He's really been doing stuff in the horror community for like ever, and it's like... Yeah actually like well known for his zombie stuff ironically enough um of well, course it's in his name <laughs> it is branding for sure yeah he definitely talks the talk and walks a walk yeah he really does Which um but i watched inspiring. like a documentary on shutter that like went through different types of um horror tropes if you will uh and then like who was important for those horror tropes and he was included in the zombie episode and like he's just done some really cool shit Um, And, you know, he's a practical effects guy, which I will always appreciate because we've moved away from that. There are some new horror movies that are starting to do it again. I see you, Terrifier 2. We appreciate you. Hell yeah. Um, But yeah, he's, he's just so fucking cool. I love him. So the answer to this question is all, all of it. All of the above. Uh, specifically <laughs> Dragula, though. Um, yeah, but yeah, that checks out. If you were to switch genders for a day, your choice of gender to switch to out of the whole range, how many days until you start posting thirst traps on TikTok? <laughs> all right. So first off, I've never posted on TikTok before, okay? So there's mm-hmm. going to be a learning curve. Well, sure. Um... You don't think the switching a di- to a different gender is the learning curve? It's, it's social media? I, like, it's going to be a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B, but okay. learning how to post on TikTok is going to be part of when I That's what's going to take you the longest, yes, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay, I understand. I'm an old man. Well, so are you switching to old men? <laughs> so if I were to switch genders, um, I don't want to be a man. What do I want to do? That's I'm, why I said you could switch anything. Yeah, um... I think I would want to try out having a penis, you know? Just for, yeah, like, yeah. a little while. I, I think everyone's you've at least thought about it, right? I've thought about it. Definitely. Yeah, so I think I'd want to. Uh, thirst traps, though, alert, give me, like, three to four business days, you know? Um, so that I can learn how to post. And When I wrote this question, I thought... If her answer is anything over than two weeks, she's lying <laughs> immediately. No, um, it's definitely within week one. Also, if I yeah. like, immediately had a penis, I would be sending you a dick pic like ASAP. I, I knew that was going to... I thought that was going to be the first thing you said. <laughs> I was like, I don't even need to do thirst traps. You're just getting dick pics, dick pics. because now I have it. Yeah, I have yeah. it, and now everyone has to see it. Yeah. And when I wrote this question, I immediately thought, like, how fast could I find a pair of gray sweatpants? 
Like, how quickly <laughs> can I pull a pair? That's a good question. Yeah, I don't think I would, I would change my wardrobe, which it would make it fun, right? Because I wear skinny mm-hmm. jeans all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm still an See, emo. if I were to answer this question, I would immediately want to switch to an androgynous, non-binary person. Yeah, that's a good pick, too. Instantly, because, like... They just have the riz. The swag is so high, um, and I'm extremely jealous. I I would be so cool with also doing that and also having a penis. You know, I just want to try sure. out the different hardware. Yeah, um, but I, get I don't. That. I don't. I wouldn't want to present as male. You know what I mean? Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. I would love to be androgynous as well. Like there yeah. are a couple of androgynous people um, on TikTok that I follow where I'm like, this is it. This is gender. <laughs> like this is the right. gender that I want. So right, exactly. What did you want to be when you grew up? Uh, I wanted except to be, for Rob Zombie. Except for Rob Zombie, <laughs> which I'm really working hard towards now. I mean, you're honestly. pretty close. <laughs> um, I wanted to be a veterinarian, actually, for the longest time. Yeah, for the longest time. I love animals so much. Um, I always have. Um, but then I was like, oh, that's a lot of school. Fuck no. Yeah, it yeah. is a lot of school. Yeah. I get that for sure. Who do you think taught you the most in this lifetime? Oh, um, I'm going to do a tie. I'm going to do a three-way tie. Um, So one of them is definitely going to be my mama. Um, I've mentioned a few times I was raised by my grandparents. She was just very fundamental into who I am as a person. I am who I am because of her. Um, Number two is my Aunt Kimmy. My Aunt Kimmy wasn't actually my she's not like biologically my aunt she was like mm-hmm. my mom's best friend in high school which i think is one of the coolest things yeah yeah um but i had an aunt beth like that so yeah it's so awesome i totally get that um but she used to pick me up for like weekends and mm. she's the hardworking l woods part of my personality yeah that makes that's sense. where that comes from because she was very like hardworking she, she was she still is <laughs> but um <laughs> she's definitely the like taught me you know always like my work ethic all of that stuff is definitely from her um and then third my uncle who we have been trauma bonded now the last couple years um Mm -hmm. where we're kind of realizing how similar we are as people but it makes a lot of sense because he was also helping raise us when i was a kid and we are very similar people um when it comes to like our interests um obviously he's more into Friday the 13th and Jason and I'm more screaming Ghostface but you know <laughs> we're not going to judge him on his choices for that <laughs> true you're grounded uh, you're grounded yeah he's always grounding me uh, which I appreciate and who doesn't want to be grounded you know when they're almost yeah. 30 that's really you know it's great I mean that's why we move out of the house is to make sure that we're still grounded <laughs> exactly exactly <laughs> yeah so I think those three are definitely like my tops where like I've yeah. most of my like personality is from them and then obviously trauma so yeah yeah a little sprinkling yeah you know dash <laughs> what do you think the most important moral is for somebody to have uh you're probably gonna know my answer to this but like mm-hmm. i am so weird about honor and loyalty mm-hmm. <laughs> like i am very weird about it like um the best way to describe it is like the starks moral code from yeah. Game of Thrones is like who I am as a human mm-hmm. um, where I believe so strongly um, in like honoring your people and being loyal to them and I am honorable and loyal to a fault yeah. al- almost to a point that definitely to a point where it gets me in trouble um, because I I am loyal way past the point of no return <laughs> is the best way definitely. to point it um, but yeah, I believe in those very very heavily i have like some sort of weird knight honor code for some reason yeah you're like the actual definition of chivalry yeah or however the fuck you pronounce that chivalry chivalry thank you i'm don't be putting v's near l's what the (laughs) hell who does that um no definitely that is one of the main things that i tell people about you is that's like you will never have someone have your back as long as you have her back, you know, like true, as long true, as true, it's, true. it's very much a, a, a shared effort. But that's why the people you do have around you are typically pretty badass. Yeah. Because they know they're gonna get their ass kicked if they ain't <laughs> if they're acting out of pocket. 
you going in pocket, you Get know? Slept. Oh shit, keep that pimp hand strong. <laughs> <laughs> Which is kind of funny because like you're like Ned Stark where I'm like a cartel member. True. In the sense of like we both care about loyalty, but mine I'm like, if you're ready to be a pit bull and like make sure that like people ain't fucking with us, like let's go. And you're like, make sure you never tell a lie. And it's like, <laughs> yeah. alright. <laughs> and mine's like, yeah, he who uh, what is the quote from Game of Thrones? It's like he who passes the sentence swings the sword. I think yes. about that a lot a ton. Yeah all the time yeah and i think that's also where like my little like cartel member comes in where it's like well if i'm gonna do it like if i'm gonna dish it out i'm got you know i gotta yeah. be able to take it kind of nonsense yeah for sure um what does lady gaga know about cameras <laughs> that's a great question what does she know about cameras does she know i don't know <laughs> i don't know either. i'm not too sure about that um what's your favorite conspiracy theory oh my god that oh there's so many to pick so many to pick. Ugh. I'll let you think about it. Do you want to know mine right yes, now? Yes, please tell me um, all about it. Amelia Earhart drove the second plane into the towers. <laughs> that's, a, that's a thing. <laughs> yeah, there's some there's some like really fringe people who believe Amelia Earhart helped coordinate 9/11, which is the funniest thing I've ever heard in that my entire life. Because she would have been like 106, you know. But um, that's why she that's why she disappeared. Thank you so much for that knowledge. I really I, love it. I really it's so that. good. Um, I think this counts. There is a theory that Bigfoot is an interdimensional being mm. instead of like just a regular cryptid, and that like people don't see him because he's like traveling across dimensions. That makes sense. And you know what? I think that one's fairly believable. You know, mine is kind of similar to that. My favorite is uh, that the reason we don't see the Loch Ness Monster all the time is because the lake that the Loch Ness Monster is in, it's the bed of the lake is all pretty much quartz, which is used or could, in theory, the energy that it emits and puts out um, could be used technically for time travel or portal opening. So Nessie's basically swimming in and out of the lake through a portal. So kind of the same idea. Yeah. And then if we're going to think, if we want to throw in like a government conspiracy or whatever, Mm -hmm. anything relating to the JFK assassination, I think is fascinating. It is fascinating. It's so fascinating because that, the, the video of JFK getting shot is one of those things where you watch it and you're like, it doesn't leave my brain. Like when I think about those things, I just imagine that video and how fucking crazy it is what's interesting is that the video for me is the one stands out it's the picture that is taken afterwards with his wife like when everyone's standing around where they after they swore in um his vice president Mm -hmm. um so yeah so uh, it's like lbj and he's like doing this like weird smirk thing and like there's like so many conspiracies that came out of like this one picture yeah and that one sticks with me that's fair because that shit's crazy also the marilyn monroe stuff and like her connection to the kennedys and all that is like fascinating so yeah 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 I definitely think, yeah, that that period of time is interesting, mm-hmm. but also we want to go government conspiracy. Birds aren't real. Yep. They are not real. Birds are not real. Some birds are real. Most, not real. Not definitely real. not. I agree with that. And for our next question, I will need you to take a look at Discord. I have sent you something, and um, what do you think about this oddling? Yo. This is Damien from the People Podcast, Ambie from WoW, and uh, all other forms of our uh, friendship. (laughs) Just coming in to wish you a very happy, very spooky birthday, and a very happy, very spooky new year. You are my favorite queen of spook. You're one of my best friends and one of the most uniquely interesting people that I know. So to you and Sarah, hello. Cannot wait to see what this podcast has in store, what you guys have in store for this podcast this year. Just hope that uh, you have a wonderful day and goodbye. Oh, <laughs> Damien. Uh, I love him so much. Uh, know, he's so sweet. Thank you for pulling that. Yeah, so Damien is the best. Thanks, Damien. Really Thanks for the shout-out. We love you so much. You are I, um, I asked him to record that, so that way you could have a little birthday message real I love early. It. Thank He's you. so sweet. Um, and you were just on his podcast. You were on yes. the People's Podcast. Um, but when I listened to said podcast, 
he starts off the episode by talking about an amazing soup that he had made. And I noticed you did not go off on him about soup. <laughs> but if I happen to mention soup at all, you tend to go off on okay, me. Okay, so it's his podcast, and I didn't mm-hmm. want to. I didn't want to step bounds. But, sure, sure, sure. Um, let me tell the people I fucking hate soup, and I have a lot of opinions about it. Well, my question is genuinely: When did the soup hurt begin? <laughs> when did the soup hurt begin? <laughs> <laughs> so here's the thing. Here's the thing. I am a lover of food. We know this about about we us do. as people, right? We mm-hmm. we love food. Um, soup is a lie. Soup, soup is soup is a conspiracy theory, in my honest opinion. Mm. My hatred for soup has always been because my problem with soup is that there's not enough substance in there for it to be real food. There are some soups, such as a hearty stew or potato soup, where there's enough substance where it's a meal. But ninety five percent of the time, soup is just out here fucking faking. <laughs> All right, there you have it. You know, good to good to hear. Since to birth, hear. I've hated soup. There Since you go. birth, she came out the womb. From the womb to the tomb, I'm soup a, hater. Yes, hundred percent. If I am anything, I'm a soup hater. Yeah, that, that does check out. Trust me, because to me, it's the oldest form of witchcraft, and to her, it's the oldest form of tomfoolery. It is. Yeah, <laughs> basically. Goodness gracious. What has been your favorite podcast episode of ours so far? Oh, that's tough. We've had so many good ones. Um, I'm going to say that the one that I appreciate the most because it, I think, is a good mix of, like, informative and a good uh, mix of dialogue from us is The Feminine Gaze. Oh, okay. I love that episode. Yeah, Yeah. The Female Gaze. Yeah, I love it. I think that episode is... It's a solid episode. This is a great time to tell you I'm definitely working on part two and have been working on part two and collecting little tidbits here and there. Good. So that's going to be really fun. Yeah. Um, Who would be your dream podcast guest? Not allowed to say Rob Zombie. Not allowed to say Rob Zombie. Okay. um, The Boulay Brothers... Oh, okay. From Dracula because they're just, oh, they're so good. Like, they're incredible. Yeah. They're incredible in the horror community. They're incredible in the drag community. I appreciate the community that they've cultivated with that show. I obviously preach the fro- to the heavens about Dracula, um, but they're just so fucking cool. I would love to just talk to them. I would love to interview them, but I would also love to just be in a room with them. I, I definitely get that. They're so entertaining yes and i would love to know about their creative process because they do so many different things within an hour yes and i know it's like multiple days of shooting it doesn't all happen in an hour but like to have so many different faucets of entertainment in an hour is so very interesting to me yeah they're amazing i get that i didn't guess that that wasn't one of my guesses so you definitely surprised even me there (laughs) which tarot card do you resonate with the most Let's call it Major Arcana. So, I want to say the Death card, probably, because Mm -hmm. my deck, both of them, love to throw the Death card at me all the time, because something that I fucking hate is change. I'm so bad (laughs) at it, I'm not good at it. I'm really not. Um, That's not a lie. She really hates it. It's the Capricorn in her. It is. That is 100%. I fucking hate it. But I also understand the importance of change, and Mm -hmm. the death card is a reflection of of controlled change versus, like, the tower where everything's being chaotic. So I think death is probably the one that I def- When I see it, I'm like, yeah, okay. I get it. Yeah. Fine. I hear you. (laughs) I'll change. I can change. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Do you have a dream oddity? Like, do you have, like, a white whale find? There's so many. I have so much that I want to add to my collection, and I just don't have room. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, I already got the, the Ouija board that I wanted the most. I own the one that I was, like, hunting for, and that's the, um, Canadian one where it's red and black. Um... 
I would have to say some form of larger taxidermy probably because I don't have space for big taxidermy now but I would love to have like a really pretty full size like fox mount like a red fox okay. or something like that um, I'd also love to have like a full size possum or raccoon too because I do love my trash animals yeah um, that checks out. so yeah once I start once I have a place to have big taxidermy I'll start like getting into that but I can't now. I have to stick I to the wall I feel like, um... <laughs> the wall definitely. I feel like that's, like, a really low-ball answer. It I'm is. saying, like, no money. No money. You, you get whatever you want. You're gonna go with a raccoon, baby girl. Pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. Listen, I do love a good raccoon. Probably, sure. um... Probably, like, a full-size old-timey casket would be a good mm. one, too. Yeah, um, I see that for you. I, th- I love the funeral-related stuff, so something along those lines I think would be really cool. But, like, full-size caskets, I think, is, like, a better no-money type thing because those are pretty expensive. Yeah, I get that. Um, see, for me, I just immediately I throw money out the window and just dream big because, <laughs> uh, you know, what? there's nothing stopping me from that. And uh, mine definitely currently... It's not even a white whale find. I know where it is. I want that freaking lion skeleton at Hale. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's so pretty. It's so cool. What is your favorite oddity store? Mm, definitely Rest in Pieces. Um, yeah. Which I'm biased because I, I haven't gotten to go to many that are like Rest in Pieces. I do have plans this year to hit up more, um, but I am obsessed with it. That was like where my realization that getting into oddities was going to be a thing that would happen to me was the moment that I stepped foot in that store. Because it was just, it's everything. It is absolutely It's beautiful. Everything. It also, is definitely a beautiful place. thanks for bringing that up, because I actually just ordered a mystery box from them. Um, Did you get one? They Yeah, so they do this cool thing where uh, you can order a mystery box from them, and then you send them an email um, of what you're into, and then mm. they kind of cultivate the mystery box to stuff that you're into. So I placed the order and talked to someone from there on Friday, so... Um, I'm very excited to get that. I'll definitely report on here what I get in my mystery box, but I'm so excited because I love their stuff. That is really exciting. Um, I thought about doing that, too, because I thought about asking them for tiny trinkets to, like, fill up my little, (laughs) my typing box. Um, So I'm really excited that you got one. I'm so pumped to see what you're going to get from there. I legitimately had a, a thought the other day. This is so dumb. I'm about to say the dumbest thing I've ever said in my entire... That's not true in any form, shape, or form. I've said some dumb shit. Um, but I thought about ordering, like, a bunch of owl pellets. Yeah, to get all the little Just bones. to get tiny bones. Yeah. Because I was like, that's nature's mystery box. <laughs> it really is. Tons of people do that. I mean, they're fairly... They're I know. very reasonably priced, so... I think so. And, like, I get, like, a whole mouse skull. Yeah. It'd be so cute. And it's kind of like archaeology in a, in a, cer- a certain type of way. And we all know I love digging through dirt. So, what, you know, what's a little poop? Um, which of our solar system's planets do you identify with most? And we're including Pluto in this, if you so would like. This is a... I have an answer for this, which is very weird. Jupiter, for some reason. Why is that my answer, too? I love Jupiter. It's so pretty. Why are we the same person? Well, yeah, it's yeah, gorgeous. Same person, different font. Is usually yeah, that's true. <laughs> yep. That is I true. just love Jupiter. I actually had a cat growing up um, named Jazz, and his middle name was Jupiter. Jazz Jupiter. Jazz Jupiter. We love that. If you had to choose between living during Egyptian times, Greek times, or Viking times, which one would you choose? Viking times, 100p. 100p. Yeah, no questions asked. Okay. Well, I I mean, there was a question asked, but... Yes, but (laughs) I do love, like, Egyptian times, though. That Mm -hmm. that is always going to have a special place in my heart. That's because you're gay. I I was going to say, that's because I was obsessed (laughs) with the mummy and I'm gay. Yeah, that's true. That's why I threw it in there, because any queer kid, making them choose between Vikings, Egyptian times, or now... It's, it's always a toss-up. It is, but I do And that's only because of air conditioning. A hundred percent. I would never survive in an environment that doesn't have air conditioning. Um, I agree. But for the sake of, you know, where I think, like, it resonates the most with me, Viking times for sure. Definitely. 
If you were on death row, because we all know you'll get there one day, <laughs> if you were on death row, what would be your last meal? My last meal would be crab legs, specifically from uh, the, like, you know, Massachusetts area ocean, because that's mm-hmm. where the crab is the best, in my honest opinion. Uh, and then probably the cheddar biscuits from Red Lobster. <laughs> Because I also love them, um, with a liter of some sort of dark German beer to wash it all down. Hell yeah. Do you have a favorite dark German beer currently? Um, I do. Hofbrauhaus has a beer called uh, Dunkel that they have on Dunkel. tap. The Dunkel. That's my favorite. And then uh, second follow-up, Southern Tier, which is a brewery from Ohio, does a dark pumpkin beer called Warlock, and that is my other favorite dark beer. Is that a seasonal one? It is. Yeah, because I know that you had a seasonal one that you were obsessed with there for a while. That's the one. Hell yeah. Um... That makes sense. So we, you've talked about the Hofbrauhaus. House, which if you don't know what the Hofbrauhaus House is, it's like a giant German restaurant in Newport, Kentucky. It is. Uh, what do you get to eat from there? Um, so I always get a liter of beer when I go. This is important because my meal is based around the fact that I'm basically drinking an entire loaf of bread at that yeah. point. <laughs> um, so first off, we always get the appetizer of, of beer cheese and pretzels. Um, mm. I love German beer cheese. I want my cheese to punch me in the teeth, okay? I want it to be sharp. <laughs> I want it to come at me with fangs out, ready to fucking go. So I love German beer cheese. Um, and then I usually get the ham and beer cheese sandwich with fries Hmm. uh, on a pretzel bun because it's a smaller sandwich so I have more room for the beer that I am going to drink (laughs) because I do drink the entire liter Um, I am not I will not pussy out on that I I will drink my beer Um, and then we usually get a side of sauerkraut because I love sauerkraut so. Really? I actually didn't know that about you. I am obsessed with it. Literally, we couldn't go to Hofbrauhaus House during the pandemic. The first time we went back to the Hofbrauhaus, House, I cried while eating the sauerkraut because of how delicious it was. You so. cry while eating food a lot. I do. I'm very passionate about food. <laughs> I am too, but like not... I don't know if I've ever been moved to tears. I'm weird had. about food, though. We both have like our weird tism stuff. Yep. But like food for me is odd because like I feel like I never... Like, I'm so worried about whatever's going to happen to me next whilst eating that, like... Yeah. I don't know why it puts me in such, like, a primal, vulnerable state. (laughs) So, when we went to Salem, you picked up a tea that was the nastiest thing I've ever drank in my entire life. And you tend to like what other people don't. So, let me explain this tea. First and foremost, it's called the Haunted Horseman, right? It's the Headless Horseman. Oh, it's just a headless horseman? Wow, I don't know shit about shit. It tasted as if somebody had plopped some charcoal into a cup and said, here you go, bitch, and you were like, delicious, thank you so very much. So when did that hurt hurt? Because it hurt me. Let me redeem myself, first of all. It does not taste like that. Yes, it does. It's like a dark tea. It's like a black tea mix. It tastes smoky like a campfire. It does have that sort of taste to it. Which is charcoal. It's very good. Uh, There's no hurt there. I just think it's good. You're weird. (laughs) I am aware. (laughs) It's so gross. (laughs) I'm looking up what uh, what Jolie's tea... And this is no shade of Jolie. I mean, Jolie makes her tea. But man, it... It was rough. Oh, they don't even have it on their website no, anymore because it's, it's seasonal. Like everything else, I love. <laughs> I wonder why. Because it's not good enough to keep around year round. Is that what? Is no. that what it is? Okay, tight. Um, God, I wish I could read what it was called because it was called like smoked black tea or so. I don't know. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but it was awful. I'm so sorry. I'm so glad you liked it. I bought a bag of it and I've drank it multiple times since I've been home. And I add a little bit of pun- pumpkin spice creamer in there and it's delicious. Okay, maybe with that I can understand. No, even then. It was rough. But what I have noticed is that you are very specific with your scents and your tastes. Um, what do you typically gravitate towards when it comes to like candle scents or like incense scents? Incense scents is what I just said. That was hard. Um, I typically go for the more like, um, I 
would say more like I don't want to I don't know why my brain immediately thinks woodsy but that's not it either it's uh definitely more like the cologne kind of like wood uh cleaner type sense is usually what I go for sure. um I'm not a big fan of like the stuff that's too sweet um, I do like a floral, but it has to be more of like an old lady floral is the best way mm. to describe it. I don't like mm-hmm. a super fresh kind of um, floral. Like the perfume that I wear almost every day is called Dearly Departed, and it's by Seance Perfumes, and it smells like old lady flowers, basically, that you like at a funeral is the best way yeah, to describe Yeah, uh, that's what I was waiting for. Um, we both picked up a candle recently from the... What's weird is I don't have their box anymore. So, uh, do I? No, I don't. But I think that's technically called the LL Co. Yeah. Um, and it's called, the, it's the Memento Mori candle, which yeah. I'm obsessed with that saying, um, which is why I gravitated towards it. And then we both smelled it and we're like, yeah, we're going to pick that up. Yeah. And the scent on it is foggy hills, silent cemeteries, and rest. Yeah, that's exactly the vibe <laughs> that I'm going for. I love that candle. Yeah, It smells too. so good. Yeah, but it's always stuff like that. I do gravitate towards, like, the... Like, the spiced pumpkin stuff, too. Mm -hmm. Not the sweet pumpkin, but the more, like, clove. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Um, We had heard in the last episode that you have plans to pick up a few spiders. Yeah. That's the hope and the goal. Are there any other bugs that you would like to raise? Um, I might get into mantids because Mm. my girlfriend asked me to do that specifically. (laughs) She said, I need to live vicariously through you, so can you get some mantids? And I said yes, so... I do also want to clarify for our listeners, because you throw out the term girlfriend or wife interchangeably. They're the same person. They are You the don't same have person. a wife and a girlfriend. No, I have a girlfriend wife. It's the wife. same person, yeah. Um, her name is Heather. I've mentioned her a couple times on here. She's the best. Uh, but I interchange those things because we are married at LARP, and that makes us married in person, so she is my wife girlfriend. Okay. I just wanted to clarify for our listeners, yep. so that way people didn't think it was like raining bitches. <laughs> As much as it possibly could be. <laughs> Just wanted to clarify. Nah, nah. Um, with picking up the skills and raising some new insects, are there any other skills that you want to get into in this new this new year of age? Yeah, so um, I want to get into my dermestid beetles as well. I mentioned that in my last episode, which means that I'm going to get into taxidermy, which means I'm also going to get into some, you know, like bones and making, like, gluing bones together, cleaning bones, doing that whole degreasing process. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm also going to have to get into cutting up roadkill in my Jeffrey Dahmer era, as everyone keeps saying. (laughs) Um, It is really kind of fucked up. I know. I am aware. Um, So, you know, getting into that stuff and, like, learning the ins and outs of it, um, I'm I'm not going to say, like, I'm excited because I'm not. I am for the outcome, but the, like, you know, the middle part is going to be an interesting experience. But learning how to do all of that and, like, really getting into it is definitely something I'm excited about. I'm excited as well because I like bones more than I like taxidermy, so I'm excited to have a few more of those around as well. Yeah. I think it would be interesting. Is there anything that you think is unique to you in your set of worldview that you would like to share with our podcast members? I could tell you what I think your answer yeah. would be. Let me know. I think that your answer where you differ from a lot of our culture is that you see honoring death as the last gift you can give a person, Mm -hmm. where I feel like a lot of people don't have that uh, within their their mind frame or their their soul to truly like look death in the face and like greet it as a friend and like as a part of the life cycle yeah so that's what my answer would be for you but I didn't know maybe you had something else in there that you know it's kind of like the story of your life or the message that you feel like you should share with people I think that that is very solid I think that um the more that I get into like the oddity world and all of this stuff the more comfortable I've gotten um yeah with the death stuff and the more informed I've become um mm. I've gotten a lot more comfortable with it but you're very you're, I think about it 
in a very different way than most people I would agree with. Um, the other thing that I immediately thought of was my, like, chivalry weird knight stuff, because mm-hmm. that is also something that, like, not a lot of people, like, the first thing they don't think of is loyalty or, or honor. <laughs> right. Um, so, uh, that's another thing that, like, I'm so weird about those two things that I think a lot of people don't get it, but it's super important to me, and I've just yeah. always kind of been that way, so... Yeah, it's interesting. I think that um, it's a very interesting message to share, especially I'm not one of those people of like um, now in this day and age. I think people have been shit forever. Yeah. Um, Especially if you like history or listen to history at all, like you'll know, like people have just been shitty forever. Um, But I think it's interesting to take such a hard stance against lying and misinformation and bad actors um in a world in a culture in in centuries and centuries of a fucking cruel world basically where people lie steal cheat do whatever they got to do to get ahead um i think that really had a huge profound effect on me when i was a teenager because i had a kind of like um, lie for survival um Mm -hmm. and the situation that i grew up in was like Uh, letting people know anything that was happening with me led to ultimately disasters, if you will. Um, And then meeting you and realizing that, like, living in a life or being trapped in a life in which you have to be hiding how you feel or who you are um, is genuinely a prison of your own making uh, was very interesting to me as a teenager so I do thank you for sharing that part with me I definitely think that it's something like we should maybe talk about more in depth in its own podcast Mm -hmm. about like kind of like living your own truth and that sounds so stupid because it's like yeah it's 2022 and like the world's a little less homophobic or like you know like the world whatever and I'm not talking about like even like being gay or, or whatever but I just think that the world becomes a better place when people are honest about who they are and, and what they like um, and, and what's going on in their day-to-day. And I definitely think that that is a very unique position to kind of be born with because you, yeah. you were kind of like that from the get-go. Yeah, I think a lot, a lot of people had to learn really hard lessons to get to that kind of place and you just walked in, in that truth from the get-go. Yeah, I do hear that a lot. People say that about me where, like, they... I the term unique is so (laughs) weird and all-encompassing so I don't know that that's exactly the term but I have always had people tell me like you've always just been so you Mm -hmm. um which is very true um I'm very lucky that like I never gave a fuck about what anyone thought about me ever Mm -hmm. I've always just been like fuck it we're doing it live um and I've just maintained that like my entire life I don't know where that came from I feel very fortunate uh because I'm a weirdo and I've been able to kind of like revel in my weirdness um and people finally caught up (laughs) right yeah people eventually figured it out and got there uh and started being and you know now being like nerdy and weird is kind of like way more socially acceptable than it was Mm -hmm. back when I was just doing it um but I feel very fortunate that my brain was just kind of like, yeah, this is how it is. Uh, so it just feels yeah. normal to me. It's interesting. I mean, I feel like I've always, people say that to me of like, oh, you're so brave because I used to have like every color of hair, mm-hmm. you know, under the sun. And like, I'm, we've talked about this before. Like I'm basically six two and like, I'm a giant person, right? Like I've just have always, and I've been a giant person my entire life. Mm-hmm. Like my parents are both very tall. Like I've just lived like this giant life. Um, I'm a, th- I literally was writing a podcast episode this morning. I said, as a thicker Brian of Tarth, let me tell you my <laughs> opinion on this. Um, and I genuinely like, like that's kind of the scenario. Um, I've always been brave, in the, I, but I, I never felt brave, Same. right? Like pe- so, yeah. people say that to me all the time, and I think that I felt very lost in this world. Um, and I'm not going to give you all the credit because you don't deserve all the credit. But, oh, wow. um, but I think definitely finding you at like a very pivotal time uh, changed a lot of outcourse for my life because I didn't feel brave ever I was just living my life mm-hmm. like it's like I, I was like I'm not brave to walk around with purple hair I just wanted purple hair like same. that's not the same thing um or like I'm not brave to like wear whatever I was wearing to school 
coolest. I liked at the time, and you were like the only other person that I ever found that like lived like that. So I definitely think, you know, Ambi. I, I like that I call him Ambi. I've never played with him on World of Warcraft. <laughs> Damien, in his birthday message where he says like you're the most unique person I've ever met, um, it's funny to use the word unique because it's just you. Yeah. Like. And, like, that's, like, when people are, like, I've never met anyone like you. It's, like, well, I'm just me. Like, but yeah, I'm just me. I'm just <laughs> chilling. And I just think that, um, I don't know if I do, like, the whole twin flame thing. You know, I don't know if I subscribe sure. to that. <laughs> but, like, I definitely think, like, at 16, like, how I started the podcast, like, sitting in the car, like, you know, listening to music way too loud, which I do pay for that every day with, uh with the ringing in my ears but um i think in that moment i was like oh that's my twin flame bro yeah. like that's it right there um and i just think that at the end of the day i am very grateful for this podcast because i just think that maybe some people don't have that in their life yeah you know and if you're missing that and you're listening to this thanks for being with us um but also like you don't have to be brave just do what you want to do mm-hmm. just do it and have fun with it. And don't drink tea that tastes like charcoal. Anyway, do I got to g- <laughs> Don't do it. Don't do it, kids. <laughs> um, I mean, unless you really like it, but, you know, I don't know. She's a witch. She's a witch. Don't drink her potions. Uh, uh, I am a witch. Maybe drink my potion. <laughs> <laughs> Think about it. Think about it before you just dive in. Oh my goodness. All right. Well, this has been Erie's little birthday bonanza. If you are around, please wish her a happy birthday on Instagram or, you know, hype her up in the chat. Do whatever you got to do. I want to thank you for spending time with us today. If it's your birthday, thank you for listening, Rob Zombie. We really appreciate your time. I love you. (laughs) And uh, stay out, Arcadia. (laughs) 